You are listening to the Short Combos Podcast. Go. We're rocking, we're rolling, we're rolling, we're rocking. We're rocking, we're rolling. As Mirali here, I'm going to swap it on you, I'll go first. Yeah. As Mirali oh, here, Short Combos Podcast, and with my dear good friend, Mr. JC War of Like Cashman. Uh, remember, we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, we're on many other things, aren't we? You normally say that a bit. Uh, so make sure, make sure you subscribe, you like, you comment, you share, and do all of those wonderful things that is wonderful about social media, not just scroll and look at the crap. What, what is this T-shirt you're wearing, Mr. Ah, Cashman? I thought you would I, ask, actually. I thought you'd I ask. am going to ask. I, I um, caught my, my eye. My brother-in-law, he's uh, got the Dolphin Pub. He runs in uh, Shrewsbury, and uh, this is oh, his pub. And cool. He got someone to do a little logo, and that's uh, George sitting in uh, the Dolphin Fried Chicken. Yeah, for anyone who can't see uh, who's on the audio version, it's oh, a yeah, very uh, very slick T-shirt. Check out yeah. the uh, Dolphin Pub if you're in area. Uh, Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. There we go. A little plug for yeah. Mr. Shout. George. Shout awesome stuff. Uh, I have a question for you this week, and oh. it's, not, it's not how are you. It's something a bit different. Oh, I got okay. asked by someone who's listened to a few episodes of our podcast. He was like, what genre is your podcast? Okay. And, I, and I actually thought, well, that's actually a pretty good question to ask, because yeah. I don't know if we ever clearly defined the genre of this podcast, no, or no. if we even could. Is it dance? Is it rock and roll? Is it... Is it, is it jazz? comedy? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I would say that the, the closest thing it can be is, a, I guess, a personal development podcast in terms of like what the majority of our content generally is, is us reflecting on trying to be better versions of ourselves. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Like if you have yeah. not one of those drop down options, like when you get car insurance, you've got to pick one because it won't let yeah. you go on. Then, uh, yeah, personal personal development. I think, yeah, light-hearted personal development. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. since we don't, we try not to take ourselves too seriously too no. much of the time. No, no, no point, good. I'm it? glad I cleared that up. Also, if oh. he asks or if he listens to this episode, that's what you're Got listening it. to, people. Yeah, yeah. You well, comment, really on, comment, ask on the actual, you know, thingies, and then you know. Yeah, let us know what you think we are, <laughs> and then yeah. we can uh, try and figure it out as we go along. For sure. I think this is quite an authentic, well, it is an authentic catch-up this week. And not that it isn't always, but usually we talk quite a bit in the week, uh, be it a message yes. or something. And uh, you sent us a message, uh, a more lengthy message the other day that would usually have a few replies. And basically because of the week, it was, uh, I think I gave you two emojis back. And uh, we, all, yeah, <laughs> we, all know, we all know where we're at. But yeah, as, how's your week? My week has been good. Uh, my wife put a little plan together, tricked me, and it was successful. Uh, she was getting a little bit concerned because I haven't tended to venture out of the house much other than for essentials. So I'd go out and do the food shop if necessary, go out to do whatever I need to do. But other than that, you know, I weren't going, like you were saying about going to town and walking around the high street. It just wasn't mm. gonna happen. Uh, so she booked me a barber's appointment. I have a yeah, real we can see. You can't, Happy you can't, name. Yeah, if you're on the audio version, as is. Yeah, I am trimmed. I am tidied up. Uh, and then while I was out there, I thought, you know what? I haven't had my favorite coffee from my favorite coffee shop in a long time. I'm going to pick one of those up on the way back. Got a coffee, ran into some people I knew in the area, had a little catch up. And for a moment, a brief moment, 
felt like I was living a normal life in the normal okay. world. Uh, but, but what it did do is it kind of, it brought me to terms with everything because I think I've been resisting change, which is what I wanted to talk a little with, with you about. I feel like I've been resisting change, which is inevitable and which you can't avoid. Uh, and this was kind of a, it was a day where I was like, okay, things are different, but it's not necessarily bad. It's just different. And we just have to adapt. Hmm. Don't know yeah. if you've experienced yeah. anything, anything like this recently. No, nothing at all, actually. I've, yeah, no, it's been all, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually really resonating. Exactly. Uh, I was, I was trying to work, I like words and I was trying to work out a word to explain, uh, how I'm feeling at the moment. I couldn't quite nail it. I'm definitely in a plan. It's funny you say, Anne, about a plan. I'm definitely in a planning stage uh, with, uh, with this whole situation. We've now got some dates uh, for things being to reopen. People are going back to work and everything else. I'm definitely planning. It's requiring our attention. We have to plan to go back. We have to, you know, put physical documents out there and everything else. Uh, and I, I was thinking the other day, it, it's almost like I could explain but that wasn't the right way of putting it. Uh, but today, uh, Lauren actually said it, my, my other better half, uh, I'm frazzled. Uh, I'm frazzled. <laughs> I feel like there's a current that's going through me at the moment. And uh, you know when they have to upgrade the fiber for broadband? I feel my, my fiber is lacking a little bit at the moment. Too much current is going through me. And uh, yeah, I just feel, feel a bit uh, frazzled, if I'm all, uh, all honest about it at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I know it's going to get us somewhere. I know it's going to power something. Yeah, it's just one of them times where you've got to sprint for a little while and then yeah. you'll, you'll get to slow down yeah. a little bit later. But at the minute, yeah. you're, in a, you're in a sprint phase. But to be fair... Not, not that we've been stagnant by any means, but it's definitely been a, a slower pace than what we're used to. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no? Not at all. Not at all. Our free kids, lads. <laughs> it's the same thing. Slow doesn't happen. Fair. No. Fair. no I, I forget. No. <laughs> it, no, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's, uh, we've spoken about time, haven't we? Time travel and all of that on here before. It's... Uh, Time's very relative, isn't it? And time at the moment uh, seems to have doesn't seem to have its same matter, if that's the right word. Like, for instance, I'll go to do something, and purely because of the nature of how we're living at the moment, for instance, just as an example, the kids being around, I go to do something, and 20 other things distract me from doing it. Uh, one of which needs immediate and you have to give attention to it, say the kid. And then you, some days you never get back round to what you actually set out to do. Uh, so it's not as though I'm busier in the sense of the pace of life is going faster. It's just I think there's more, yeah, back to what I was saying down that, that line. I'm just, yeah, there's just more happening, I feel, at the moment. Not coming in at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's also where people are working from home and we are working from home. It's harder to compartmentalize things. Like you said, everything kind of crossing over one another, yes. kind of falling on top of each other. Uh, whereas, yeah. you know, you're, it's not you're at work and therefore you're at work because now it's you're at work, which is at home, which is with the kids, which is with the wife. And it's all yeah. meshing over. Yeah. 
Exactly. And uh, I, I just want to pick up, actually, you just said normal. You know, I said about like tired and hungry and those kind of words. I, I just don't like, I don't like, uh, I don't like uh, sorry and I don't like normal. I don't like well, I don't like normal, which is why whenever you see me say normal, I give bunny ears. Uh, yeah. It's always in quotation marks because I'm not a fan uh, of normal either. No, like but, uh, it, you're putting a box on something when you call yeah. it normal. Yeah, I, I've trained myself now. Instead of saying normal, I say usual uh, because my usual is awesome. Uh, that that's that's my my benchmark. Normal to me is like flatline. Is like just going going from day to day, and that's that. Yeah, that's boring. It's like usual, my usual. But yeah, yeah normal in in speech marks, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, because you can't, you can't evolve from normal, can you? Because if it's no. normal, then what's the need to go to anything else? So, and the amount of stuff now that people would definitely not call normal, even let's say 10 years ago. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree, normal is a, normal's a bad word. Don't use that word. Don't use that word, no. We're, we scrap that word. What word? Scrap that word. Don't even know the, the word, word now. Don't even know, yeah. it's unusual. Uh, Zen, we've been reading a, uh, Poppy and I have been doing a Wisdom Wednesday and reading a uh, book online uh, for, our, for our members to enjoy. So it's a, it's a really good crafty book. It's got, do you want to get the bell out? Has he got a proper bell this week? Oh, I had it ready. I was so on it. Oh, um, no, that's, a pro that's like a martial art bell as well. That's uh, nice. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so we read uh, Wisdom Wednesday, a karate book. It's a great little book. It's written in a way that like probably a five-year-old can understand, but it's got some depth to an adult. And basically it's uh, a page at a time with the uh, character, the Japanese character and the meaning of the word. And the main words associated or what you would associate to martial arts. I can't remember the actual word because it wasn't Zen. Uh, in the word we were talking about is uh, Budo. We were talking about Budo and the way of training martial arts in Budo rather than a uh, uh, real old way of doing it. It's just a, a fighting art, but you know, more of a spiritual way. And uh, it talks about the, the pursuit of martial arts much more being about Zen now. And I think, uh, like reading this book, it's interesting. It just highlights things that you're already practicing or things that you already do, uh, but just makes you think about it a little bit more or makes you want to reinforce it a little bit more. Uh, so, because Zen isn't a uh, religion, is it? Like we've spoken about religion and uh, things. So we're not sort of preaching a, a Bible or a book or, or something. It's just a, a way of being, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if a lifestyle choice is the right word for it, but, but it's just something you incorporate into the way you, you view the world and go about things, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of being at that peace with everything kind of thing I'm getting from it is uh, no matter what, what happens, uh, whatever it is, you're at peace with it kind of thing. Uh, so you're not then angry just because something happened against you which might have even been out of your control uh and you accept joy and happiness and that but you don't get carried away from with it that when that goes you then plumb it into you know a darkness kind of thing it's finding sort of that yeah that zen zen place i, I thought bring it up was quite relevant to how we we talked about a genre of what we're doing isn't it yeah i'd say for anyone who, if who finds Zen a little too Eastern, because I think some people, if you're not into the martial arts, you might find a lot of this stuff a bit hard to digest. 
because uh, yeah. it all just sounds a little far away uh, for, for kind of Western ears. So I think stoicism, uh, being a stoic, is kind of the, the Western equivalent of it. And again, it's, it's about being non-reactive, isn't it? It's about yeah. you, you don't just respond to things because they happen and, and let your emotions take control of you. You try and view things, like you said, a bit more all-rounded and understand the way things fit in in the world, the reasons things are what they are and uh, everything happens for a reason and stuff, stuff along those lines. Easier exactly. said than done though. Oh yeah, it is. Work. yeah. It's like a punch or a kick, it's a practice, isn't it? it it's yeah. Um, you build a tolerance for it, don't you? I think you, you strengthen your ability to be zen yeah. in, in bigger and more dramatic situations. Yeah, or, or have tools and quotations or exercises or just practice, isn't it, to, to yeah. get yourself there. Yes. And uh, I, I noticed something, and I, I spoke to Lauren about it, and she noticed it too. And I wonder if, because we don't live local to each other, but I wonder if in your neck of the woods you've noticed it. Mondays is a quiet day. I don't know if you've observed this, but I go to the dojo every Monday, in the morning, uh, at the moment, dropping uh, uh, the kids to school. And I don't know if it's a knock-on effect to lockdown and everything else, but like we would go out at lockdown uh, for essentials, of course, and it would be like a, a ghost town. You go out on a Monday morning, where we are anyway, it's like you're going out in lockdown. It's, it's very <laughs> eerily quiet. And then by Wednesday, get to Thursday, you go out and you're queuing to get onto the main road. There's people on the high street. And yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's something I've just observed or picked up, but it just seems a quieter start to the week. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think you're the same as me. I'm sure I've heard you say this, that Monday's your favorite day of the week. Yeah, it gets yeah. the week going, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm the same. But I have felt that Mondays have not had the same kick to them or something yeah. like it's not been what a Monday normally is uh, and I haven't noticed it necessarily with other people around uh, like I said I've really been not going out much to to even pick up on it um, but yeah I, I get what you're meaning but I guess this is going back to what we were saying about time not being quite what it was at the yes. moment everything's uh, a little more fragmented for one yeah. better word uh, and out of place and everything and uh, it kind of leads me on to I'm, I'm just noticing things that are for a better word odd or maybe a change in and I'm wondering are we getting to a point now like I've, I've read it and seen people saying it where the the effect of the lockdown and the effect of the social distance and everything is potentially having more damage than the virus is or could. Uh, like they've, they've been able to subdue the virus and it could have, you know, been horrendous. Uh, so they've done what they needed to do, right or wrong, good or bad, however they've done it. Uh, what I mean as an example by it, we were coming back from the dojo the other day and on a main road, but where, you know, like a main road has like a cycle lane. So it's only a two lane, you know, one way, the other way, carriageway. Uh, so it's like 40 miles an hour, whatever it is, 30 because of the lamppost. And there's a, a bicycle lane. Uh, there's an old lady, like older lady uh, in a buggy, you know, like a mobility scooter, going the wrong way down the road against oh traffic in the bicycle lane. 
to avoid people to socially distance. Right, yeah. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, you know, I'm alert and I'm driving, but you could have someone, you could have an Arctic and it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily get round her if there was a cyclist and everything else. And is this situation of making sure you're socially distanced and everything starting to create more hazard <laughs> than, than it's trying to protect kind of thing? Yeah, it's, it's definitely getting up there. I, it's funny you said that story. I saw a jogger go round a car to avoid other people on the, on the pavement. So he then jogged into the road to go around a car. And I swear to God, I've never seen someone so close to getting hit as a car then went past him. Uh, you know, he like, probably took the hair off of his arm uh, from the mirror. He was that close. Uh, and I, I looked at it. I remember just standing still and thinking, oh, God, I'm about to watch someone get hit by a car. Uh, and you could see in his face, he kept running. But you could really see the panic in his eyes where he was, he was so focused and scared of being too close to these people on the pavement that he'd lost all sense of what he was doing and just ran out. And you know, think what other situation where you would just randomly run out into the middle of a, a road where there's cars. Uh, people seem to be losing a little bit of their, their common sense in that sense. Maybe we can talk about this and why it happens, but you were saying just then about, uh, you know, a close shave, someone nearly getting caught by a car. Uh, it makes me remember the closest one I've seen is uh, my dad used to sell paintings in Bayswater Road in London. And uh, it was a fast road, as in it was middle of London, people would want to go where they're going quite quick. And where he was positioned, like in Davy Painters on the railing, there was a uh, pedestrian crossing just up ahead. Uh, and you used to see like people jumping lights and just silliness day to day when he was there. But it was this one occasion, this guy was clearly, uh, you, you've all probably had it, where someone walks into the road not giving a shit, basically. They're, they're the pedestrian and they're, or whatever their attitude, you, you know what I mean? You're not going to hit me with your car. Kind of thing. This guy came into the road and the person in the car must have had a similar thought, you're not going to get out. And it became a, a chase of who was going to get there first. <laughs> he, he hit the guy's heel as he crossed the road and took his trainer off. And uh, yeah, it was that tight and it hit his shoe off and it was like, wow. So there was enough force to catch him with that because he was out in that fast and this idiot decided to run uh, at that time. So yeah. Mental. So what's happening there then? So you're talking about something and then I haven't thought about that probably for 30 years because I was a young child when I saw uh, so why why did that come up? Well, I assume you got triggered by. So, yeah, by so what's it. going on? What's going on? Like, what's going? What what brings that up? I'm, I'm like, oh, so actually, no. This is a this is a learning tool. Uh, so for people, there's a guy who remembered the longest amount of the number of for pi. So although we know pi is 3.14, it actually just goes on and on and on and on and on. It's, an, it's a never ending number, uh, but they've got it now. I think they've worked it out down to something crazy, the amount of numbers of pi. And someone remembered it off memory up to this crazy, crazy number. Uh, he's got the world record for it. And they asked him about his process for just, you know, basically building this memory. Uh, and it's about 
memory through association because it's our natural way of remembering things. So the reason that this has flicked up this old memory for you uh, is that your brain has attached it to whatever it was that I brought up. So my thing about that was, I probably said something along the lines of that was this close or it was a hair away or something like that. Got, yeah. And it's, it's clicked something in an old memory in what, because we've got these memories in the back of our brain that are kind of like, imagine them like boxes in the attic. They're covered in dust and you have to like blow the dust off to even see what's in them. Uh, and we can make associations. So if you ever want to remember things, and you might know stuff like this uh, through learning things like music, you, you learn word associations to help trigger the memory to bring things up to your brain. So it's, it's that, it's word associated memory. That's now what's that, going on. That's triggered another box that's opened with a memory when I was at Trigger. school and uh, it was in assembly. And it's probably the only assembly I can remember because maybe it was the only teacher that managed to get through to us at any time. And uh, they did this exact exercise and they wanted us to remember 10 items. So you had to remember a golf club, a teddy bear, a two prior, all, all random items in a certain order as well. And when he mm -hmm. says it straight away, you can't, you can't remember past four it's like you forget what number one was and then he said all right now think of all the rooms in your house from the bathroom to your bedroom to the wardrobe think of 10 different places may start at your front door and uh put the item that i say at that point at the door and then yeah. go into the next room and put the next item in the next room and then we were in the house whole oh, house and we were able to remember all the items by yeah. association like you said yeah, but yeah, it's powerful. And I think a lot of the stuff that we experience like that, where things flick up and you go, oh, I haven't thought about that or I haven't heard that for a long time. That's what that is. And it's the same reason why we have real powerful associations with certain smells or certain songs or certain tastes, because they bring us back to places very suddenly. You, you eat a certain meal from a certain restaurant and it just brings you back to your childhood or whatever it that is. Time, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ratatouille. You've seen that film with the kids? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he eats the, eats the thing and it zaps him back to his childhood. Yes. Yeah. 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 I know the scene now. Yeah. I, I think so, it's those kind of things. So, because my brain is now like getting squidgy and thinking about this. <laughs> uh, where is, we talked about like soul and mind. So, where is the memory then? Where is the science to the memory? So uh, is it possible to bring up every experience that we've ever memorized? There's conflicting information on that as far as I know. So there is a school of thought that our brain is not capable of deleting anything. So everything is in there somewhere because it's, it's like almost like a hard drive. You write it onto your brain. So it's, somewhere in there it might be really really impossible to dig out but if, if it's been put in you can't rub it out unless you get brain damage in which case then obviously that bit of your brain dies that bit of the hard drive's broken um, and then others say that we've got a, a literally like a hard drive a very limited capacity and once you exceed capacity the brain starts deleting things by priority of what's least important and how it works that out i have no uh, no idea, but you know, and this is why stuff we don't remember and we say, oh, I don't have the memory space to remember that. I don't know what that is because in your mind, it's not a priority. It's not something that you're going to hang on to. Uh, whereas other bits, people are like, how do you know that? And it's, like, it's just one of the things that's stuck in my brain forever. But where is the memory stored? 
So it is. I can't tell you exactly, brain. but it's yeah. There, there is the a section of the brain. There is an area of the brain specifically uh, for memory. There, there, there is one section. So if you damage that section, which is where you get people who suffer from amnesia, uh, it's because of that exact area of the brain being damaged. So but are you asking if it's so, in the flesh or if it's in the liquid yeah, so of the brain? Yeah, so 100 years from now, they're going to find a fossilized brain and they're going to be able to layer it out and then stick a couple of magnets on it and it goes into a supercomputer that have all the memories. Yeah, is that what you're saying? I mean, if they do, how cool would that be? Yeah. That, I mean, that's a film to make, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I assume that memory is pretty dead by that stage, pretty dried out. I think you, like you said, you need a squidgy brain for that yeah. to work. Brain has to yeah. still be wet. Or is it not in the brain? Or is where it something else would, completely would it unconceivable? So I can remember reading something about someone explaining the chances of extraterrestrials, like aliens, for instance. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, just take thought to this, that there are aliens here right now among us. Every day, you're walking past one. But we don't have the process in our mind, like an X-ray picks up X-rays, uh, uh, gamma ray picks up gamma rays, etc. We don't have the senses or the process in our mind to actually fabricate them being there. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So what if a memory is in something we can't even fabricate that is there? I mean, yeah, possible. But the only thing I would say is that we, we have done the scans, but we, we have the ability to, let's say, me say to you, think about your childhood and scan your brain and see it do very specific things. Yeah, Where exactly. if I did it to 10 people, yeah, the same activity would be present. But what so if I, that I energy is coming from somewhere else? So for instance, lights, take a fairy lights. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can see where the bulb lights up. You can see yep, yep, you, yep. You, you could photograph that on and off switch, but it's not the fairy light that brings the energy, is it? You have to have it plugged into some source. So what if the memory is coming from somewhere else? Well, I think, I think the fairy light is the brain and the power is the body. Because once you die, then the brain dies and the bulb goes out. But I hear well, what you're saying. What if that it, power goes somewhere else? After you die. Well, and that we don't know. But the, the, there we go. So the power might go somewhere else. Well, you're, no, you're asking what goes somewhere else. Because the, yeah. do, I don't, what, do the memories go with whatever goes if That's it what goes I mean. somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah now, now we're talking. So now, now I don't know. Because, yeah, because then you're saying that memories are part of the, let's use the word soul for the mm. sake of everyone kind of following, following along. Because then if we know where the memories are, does that mean we now know where the soul is? So I, I, last week we said about things that have affected us, or it might even be the week before now, uh, about things that have affected us massively in our life. And one of the things I said was uh, losing my parents. And uh, for instance, my dad was my best friend. There's the person I spent the most time with, everything else. And I hold on to a romantic idea that he's beyond the veil now. He... His, his spirit, energy, memory, whatever it is, is living beyond the veil. And it's just, we don't, 
we don't have a way of crossing over, but maybe every now and then there's a, a, a rainbow and that's him communicating from behind the veil. Um, mm -hmm. As time has gone on and I've educated myself on different things, spoken to different people, I'm thinking actually less and less of that, that your spirit, your energy goes somewhere, but when it goes, it leaves behind what it was, who it was, the identity in that. But I'm caught in a contundrum, I don't know. I like the idea of being romantic about it. Yeah, but well, no, I think, I think what gets left behind is your your ripple effect on the world so for example a bit you. of your dad yeah a bit of your dad is left in you and in your kids and in everyone he's ever spoke to and touched because it's affected everyone differently and he's reached you know everyone reaches a different amount of people we couldn't ever comprehend how far out our actions reach and i think that's what you leave behind and I, again when people ask about like the meaning of life I think that's part of it is to just make sure you leave a nice, a nice ripple. You leave a good touch on the world so that when you go to wherever we go next, if we go anywhere, you've, you've done your part. You've left your, 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 your stamp on this world. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? Quite yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then nice. so this then gets me on to time and again i can't remember if we've uh, discussed this on here or even he discussed it at all uh, about uh, the perception of time and uh, we, like we're talking about speed of light which is uh, a record of time isn't it is uh, not a speed it's how long something takes to travel somewhere and mm -hmm. uh, i can remember reading again a while ago and it was something that really uh, resonated with me because i'm not a religious man but i have spirit spiritual, I suppose, ideas. So I wouldn't say I'm an agnostic and this kind of plays on that. And uh, this uh, person was saying about time. And from the moment we are born, we see time as a linear thing. So a start and end. So the most significant thing is birth and death. You know, it's, it's a start and a go. And then pretty much everything we do in our life has a time relevance to it. So watching a movie, reading a book, all of the arts, all of those kind of things. There's the beginning, uh, the story, and then, then the end. And what he was saying, what he was trying to, I suppose, prove in his ways of thinking, is what if time was a pool? So instead of light here, 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 of all your life, like a, uh, a chain of light, what if each of those lights was just in a pool, in a, you know, just about, and it, we're only seeing the perspective of it by jumping around because we can only perceive it as in growing old start and finish so for instance take an old dvd so we don't really have dvds anymore do we so maybe some of the kids don't know where it even is but you'd have a disc if you wanted to watch the film and you had a player and you put the disc in the player when you put the disc in the player all of the film is already there the end, the beginning, the whole story, even the bonus content is already is already preconceived, it's already done. And you just so happen watch it from start to end. But if you wanted to, you could jump to any chapter of the film and pick up from where you left off or whatever else. Uh, and he was trying to get the point across is what if life was actually 
like that. So I think it's like time tying in with like time travel and then blah blah and then going off on a proper proper tangent. Uh, ever come across that concept or thought about that yourself? Yeah, I mean, we can only perceive time, I assume, linearly because that's how we experience time. Yes. Uh, we are only, we're not, we're never going, well, never, in our lifetime, we're not going to be capable of, of experiencing time any differently than it moving forward. Why not? What about, this conversation? If, uh, what about this conversation right now? We then suddenly go, boom. And if, uh, if we do, then, then <laughs> you know, winning to us, Nobel Prize, I think, is uh, in, in the horizon. Uh, <laughs> so I think, it's, and it's a struggle. And I, um, I think this is the reason for a lot of religion and stuff like that, is it's so uncomprehensible the, how insignificant our time is here, uh, how small it is. And it's nice to think of this eternal heavenly space that we go to after, which quite frankly sounds like a nightmare, right? Because you, you, eternity of anything is probably going to get tiresome at some point. Like, <laughs> yeah. like a billion, a hundred billion years of something, you're probably going to want something else. So it's, it's weird that we'd think that this little span of time is this. And then after that, there's this eternal span of time, which is just meant to be all hunky-dory or really bad, depending on what you did in this little chunk. I like the idea of traveling about your time. Like you said, you visit your late a bit and then come back to the middle. And does it necessarily affect anything if you punch in and out of time like that? No, this is, yeah, no, this right? is what... It's like, it's a DVD. The DVD doesn't change whether you no. watch it from middle to end. You might just spoil uh, the ending for yourself. But it would but be an ending, the ending... Well, no, I guess not, because you could just rewind it and start it again. And I've found, especially uh, with, with the competing side of things in recent times, I've found the journey to be as much fun as the ending. And in some cases, the journey has been more fun because the ending, it's like if I strive to back the baddies with. Uh, yes. And it's, it's like the journey is part of it. So what if that itself is being able to perceive time differently? Being able to enjoy the journey. Right? What if we're already doing that by practicing that? Rather than always wanting to get to the end goal, the end thing, to get to Cornwall, to get wherever, but to actually enjoy the, the journey. What if that is itself time travel? Well, so now, and this, you're gonna like Ended this. Time. I saw this quote the other day, which I'm sure you're gonna like. Uh, and it was on a video, it was, uh, it was Bon Jovi was, was playing one of his classic hits and everyone was commenting about how he'd aged uh, and they were all like getting a little bit sad because they're like, God, this is, you know, Bon Jovi, rock God. And now he's like this old man, bless him, still going, but, but you know, he's on his way to the next place. Uh, and someone commented below and it was such a nice quote. It said, I'd love to go back and live life again, not so that I could change anything, but so I could feel certain things twice over. Yeah, I've heard not the same quote in the same context, but something very similar. So yeah, yeah, and I think that's what yeah. we're saying here, isn't it? Is and that's that's why you buy the DVD 
because uh, you want to enjoy that film and certain scenes and certain clips uh, over and over again because they they make you feel whatever they make you feel. And uh, we've all, like you said, you've got certain journeys and certain moments in life where you want to just, you'd like to do that again. Uh, not to change it, but just to, to feel it, feel it again. I think, I think that's what I pursue as, you know, I think that's what I, we're talking about. Some people get hard on over money and get mm -hmm. hard on over, uh, yeah, was that like, no, it was probably a couple of weeks ago now. See, the whole time is just changing. Uh, and uh, I, that's what I pursue. I pursue that reliving, I suppose, is it real in it? It is that kick out of life, I suppose. Yeah, kick out, kick out of reality, you know? The yeah. Feeling it, experiencing it for yourself rather than always watching other people uh, experience it and wondering yeah. what it would be like. Yeah, to be there, do that, and then... Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting you say that because we were always talking about recording our conversations long before thinking about podcasting it. Uh, we just kind of said, we should record this stuff, like, keep this stuff. Yeah. I guess that's it, right? So, because we'd have moments where we'd have a conversation, then we'd both just sit there going, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. yeah, you want to kind of be able to get back to those, back to those spots from time to time. Yeah, and share it, and, uh, and share we had it, yeah. one of those conversations there, haven't we? We have. Uh, my soul belly is bursting today. I'm going to loosen my soul buckle uh, to, so that I'm, I'm that full. That was, that was nice. And we have a bell, yeah. so that's, that's pretty nice. That's even better, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> got to keep the convo going, yeah? Keep the convo going. Talk yes, about comment below. Get involved. We now upload clips as well to YouTube. So if you haven't got the attention span for this whole thing, uh, I mean, if you made it to what the end, you do, but uh, I'd have no idea. Not quite. <laughs> then you can watch the clips uh, as well. And we will see you on the next one. Peace out. Peace out, dudes.